Welcome to a Myths and Men podcast, recorded live in Atlanta, Georgia. On this show, you enjoy candid conversations for men, by men, about men's issues with an amazing twist. By exploring the arts, music, games, and film, our aim is to help men better understand themselves and navigate through life's daily challenges in order to become happier and more successful. I'm your co-host, John Parker. And I'm your co-host, Dr. Daniel P. David. And this is of Myths and Men. All right, all right, all right. Hey, everyone, how you doing? I'm John Parker. And I'm Dr. Daniel David. And this is another wonderful, heartfelt, emotion-filled episode of, of Myths and Men podcast. Uh, today, and, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, and, and we're on a, it's a Saturday morning again, so I've gotten you, successfully gotten you out of bed. Uh, um, if you call it success, I guess that's what it is. <laughs> okay. So what's, what are we talking about today? So today we're talking about uh, redefining masculinity and where we are in 2018 and kind of thinking through how do we establish solid male role models and figures and talk about how current trends in popular psychology, if you will call it that, are trying to or attempting to redefine masculinity and kind of shape things in a way where becoming Less masculine and more feminine is the way to become less of a threat as a man. Is that is that sound like a a polite way to put it? Yes, I guess that's what they're trying to at least achieve. <laughs> you know, I I think that they think that if they um, tone down maleness, mm-hmm. um, that men will be less aggressive and mm-hmm. and then you know and and nicer to people. I guess and you know they. they you know, kind of causing a lot of confusion that I think that you and I need to talk about because a lot of men, obviously, um, you know, good men don't want to, you know, be violent. They don't want to be, um, you know, sexual pre- predators. And yet, you know, we get all get lumped into this idea of what masculinity is. And I think on the other side of it, um, in academia and in um, masculinity studies across the country, gender studies across the country, you have a captive audience and you have uh, uh, students, young men especially, um, who come in, just want to learn, just want to uh, have a life. They want to you know, get the skills, get the education, and then actually go out into the world and have their own hero's journey. Mm-hmm. And you know, these posters that we're going to talk about, things like this, um, really confuse a lot of healthy young men or healthier young men mm-hmm. who, you know, um, think all, all of a sudden, you know, why does everyone think I'm a sexual predator or, you know, why does everyone think I'm a rapist? Mm-hmm. Um, and in rea- in reality, that's sort of the underlying unconscious message, maybe propaganda that's being, um, fed to young men. And it causes a lot of confusion because of course, who wants to be considered a rapist or, um, a sexual predator or violent or aggressive? Nobody wants that. Right. Um, and so there's a lot of negativity that's going on out there and a lot of confusion. Yeah. And we're using this conversation um, as a backdrop to a broader issue, which I think Dr. David kind of hit on, but was kind of brought home within the recent weeks based on a school's attempt. The University of Texas was attempting to kind of, in their words, put a I guess highlight the fact that on their campus and I guess maybe across college campuses uh, in in the United States, there is uh, interpersonal violence, uh, sexual assault and a lot of things that kind of take place. And I guess they're saying that this is perpetrated by men, uh, especially on their campus. And they wanted to broaden the idea of what it meant to be masculine, what it meant to be a man in order to address the issues of kind of fostering uh, healthier relationships on campus, reducing sexual violence, and helping uh, students take responsibility for their actions. Which on face value, yes, you want people, you want to reduce sexual violence, you want to help students take responsibility for their actions, you want to foster healthy relationships on campus, but is the way to go about doing it making men less men, 
or to increase the idea of what, you know, I guess expand on the idea of what masculinity looks like. Like, how do you go about doing that? And I think that in this situation, a lot of the news was either very far left or very far right and didn't really have a good psychological background or or I should say not background, a good psychological footing on how to address the issue. And that's kind of what we want to do today. We want to kind of use our voice as therapists, as psych- psychologists, as men uh, to kind to bring a uh holistic idea i don't know if holistic is the right word but a more yeah it's yeah, a good word yeah holistic grounded idea of what masculinity looks like um without drawing too far from one end to the other like one's far as far as spectrums like right or left um and really just help guys understand that there is a way in which you can be masculine and you can be male and you can fully embrace who you are without it having to be an idea of of being less man of less male of less um, testosterone in order to kind of appease the general public is it is that fair to say yes i think i think that's a great um uh intro into what we're trying to do for men especially when they come into our um you know therapy sessions I think a lot of young men especially come in confused and maybe this is part of the societal problem of um, young men not knowing what to do with their lives and not knowing who they are and not knowing, um, you know, uh, what's okay and what's not okay anymore because so so much of the information that they're getting is, is quite confusing, mm-hmm. especially if, you know, you have a poster like this and, you know, this is from the... Is this the University of Texas? Yes, University of Texas. Mm-hmm. In I think it's in Austin, right? Where mm-hmm. where they have this poster. Yes. Um, and it's it was done by the is hosted by the U- University of Texas Austin Voices Against Violence. Mm-hmm. So automatically, you have a poster that wants to uh, kind of re redesign masculinity mm-hmm. and. Um, it's done on a public poster, mm-hmm. right, uh, for mental health. Mm-hmm. Hosted and, by the mental health group, right? Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Hosted by the mental health group, mm-hmm. and it's the Austin Voices Against Violence. Mm-hmm. So you have a poster that has is a, um, a mental health poster. Mm-hmm. It's wanting to expand and the understanding of masculinity. Mm-hmm. And in reality, then, it's all about reducing violence male violence on campus. Mm-hmm. So sexual violence, physical sexual violence, violence, all the above. Mm-hmm. All the above. And so in essence, what is it saying about being a man? Mm-hmm. You know, what's the yeah. message there? They claim that it's not a message of, uh, oh, we, we're, you know, we're not trying to say that uh, being a, a male or masculine is a disease or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But, I, but, I, but I understand the background of this. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk about masculopathy in a moment, but these young men come on campus and immediately they're being told that, um, you know, uh, being male is the essence of being male is violent and aggressive and, you know, a sexual predator, uh, you know, we're in rape culture Mm -hmm. and, you know, so it, the, you know, these young men are getting confused by this message. Got it. I mean, I, Mm -hmm. I think about it. If I were a young person, going on campus, I certainly wouldn't want to identify as being male at all if, mm-hmm. if everyone's looking at me as I'm going to p- potentially rape everyone right. or have sex with everything. Right. Um, you know, I think that that's the harm that we're doing. And, and in some ways, I, I, I want to talk about the abuse of this mm-hmm. uh, because I think it's um, traumatizing and I think it's abusive towards uh, young men yep. to identify them or st- stigmatize them in yeah. this way. Yeah, and, and what we'll do, and I'll do this briefly, and then you can kind of jump into the next section, but as far as imagery, right? So you are listening to us. You're not um, able to see us on video or anything like that. So what I want to do is I want to show the, uh, or not show, I want to tell you, uh, kind of read out to you what are the, some of the text on the posters so you get an idea of kind of uh, what we're talking about here, right? So right. one of the posters is a African-American male. Um, and his quote, he's, he's, he's dressed in his scrubs and they have like a, a stethoscope kind of um, sketched out around his neck or whatever. And here's his quote. A lot of people, when they think of, of a nurse, it's of a female who is loving and compassionate. 
but I'm a male. I'm a male nurse. And I still have a love and compassion towards my patients. Right. So the idea is like, OK, we're trying to counter the idea of what it means to be a nurse. Like I've, I've seen male nurses before. I've, I've had male nurses. So I, I've in my mind, I don't know, maybe just because of I don't know. I don't know where you have to live or what kind of TV or movies you have to watch. But being a male nurse kind of isn't something that I thought was kind of far fetched. I don't know. What about you? When you think about male nurses, that's something you feel like, oh, let's let's counter the idea that to be a nurse means to be feminine. I don't know how you help me with that. Right. Well, I actually, I have uh, a dear friend um, who's a male nurse yeah. and, you know, I've seen male nurses. I've talked to male nurses. That's to me, you know, OK. Right, right, what's, right, right. What's the big deal, so to speak? Right. And so I think, you know, again, given the idea that, all right, cool, I hear you on one end trying to expand the idea of what it means to be masculine and that uh, to have love and compassion for someone and to be a nurse is not a feminine thing. So you start off kind of like, okay, cool, I get it. All right, we're we working with something. All right. And then there's another one. There's a guy. Uh, he, he, you know, just dressed as a guy. He's got on cargo shorts and a, and a, and a button up shirt. Uh, they're they're drawing tears on his face and they're going into a puddle of tears. So they, I guess they're going to give you the idea that it's okay to cry. But let me read his his quote. It says, the first mm-hmm. messages I got about being a man is you have to play sports. You have to pick on others so they don't pick on you. And you can't cry or show vulnerability. As I began to move away from those rigid definitions of masculinity, I felt more comfortable like myself. All right. So I think in this, we're starting, okay, we start off with trying to, you know, all right, change the idea of what it means to be a male nurse. A man can have compassion and have love in his heart. And then you get this left turn or right turn, not specifically speaking towards a political party, but it just goes a different direction where, okay, now we're undermining the idea of what it means to be a man, right? So as a man, he was taught to play sports, which, I mean, playing sports is an okay thing. But then you have to pick on others so they won't pick on you. So then that's where it takes that turn of like, oh, now we have this toxic masculinity where in order to be a man, you have to pick on other people so that they don't pick on you, all right? And then you can't cry or show vulnerability. So I think that these are this is where the, the subtleties begin to show themselves of, all right, now let's undermine or let's poke fun at or let's make let's highlight these ideas that when people have promoted toxic max- masculinity, that's the totality of what men do, right? Like that's that's where I think the unfair shaping of masculinity begins to happen in these poster campaigns. Do you follow me on that? Yes, absolutely. Um, and Very I, good. And yeah, and so what happens is now you start to have these people that are looking at the posters, that are reading the posters, saying, yeah, you're right. Like that is the problem. Men are taught to pick on men by other men. And so if we stop teaching men to pick on men which is a fine thing to do right yeah you don't want to teach people to pick on people but it starts to plant seeds of doubt of like oh yeah this is what masculinity is but that's not what masculinity is that is a toxic idea of what masculinity is right so yeah so therefore that thing needs to change but then you get to go in where it says okay you can't cry you can't show vulnerability so then it's starting to say like oh yes this is what all men are taught by all men and this is the problem with all men you follow me? Yes, absolutely. They, they don't realize that the that when a person sees these posters, um, it's 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 on one hand they're trying to do a good thing, and I understand it. They are trying to help um, young men of all varieties feel comfortable with being themselves, and that's what we want. We want young men to feel comfortable being themselves. But then when you attach a stick or stigmatized masculinity as being um, aggressive mm-hmm. or um, violent or a sexual predator. Right, right. Um, and, and so it creates a stigma of shame about being a male. So men are violent and aggressive. They're, they're uh, essentially bad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that we're in this sort of rapist culture. And, um, and so these posters are misleading because – in, in in many ways, if a guy says, "Well, okay, I'm just a, a normal, you know, everyday guy," that's 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 cool, mm-hmm. and he sees a guy who maybe, let's say, um, likes to wear makeup, okay, that's cool, mm-hmm. um, and if he sees a guy who's a nurse, well, that's cool, mm-hmm. um, but that's not the message. The message is essentially being masculine is a disease. Mm-hmm. This is where masculopathy has come into academia. There's actually a book. I, I wouldn't recommend anyone read it or buy it, but you can look it up on amazon.com. Um, and the title is masculopathy. Mm-hmm. And really what that is a combination of two words, masculinity 
and pathology. Mm. And pathology implies disease. So right. in reality, what this the, these mental health um, posters are doing um, and uh, information that is uh, disseminated on college campuses is doing is to say, essentially, maleness, being a male, is um, a disease. Right. And, and, and so there's something wrong with being male. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to tone down the maleness in you. And we're going to encourage you to be less male because obviously that's um, a disease. And so we want to um, make you less um, sick. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So if we're, if we're looking at uh, the lens of masculinity. We're looking at these poster campaigns. We're 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 talking about the things you're talking about with psycho psychopathy and pathology and different things of that nature. If the goal is to expand the idea of what it means to be masculine, and with this campaign, their major thrust is to recognize there is no singular masculinity. Then I think you kind of shoot yourself in the foot when you have messages. On your poster saying like, yo, fixing cars one-on-one is the male thing or not crying is, a, is not a male thing. You, like you're kind of like reinforcing negative stereotypes as, as opposed to introducing new, right. new, new concepts um, with positivity. You know what I mean? Like your, your goal is to, to like subtly tear down one thing to build up another without right. expanding on things in a positive way. Does that make sense? Like it's, it's kind of like... In order to, like you said before, in order to, we talk. I can't remember specifically what show we talked about it, but in order to um, promote like your 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 daughter's strength, you tear down your son, right? Um, yeah. And that's kind of the idea here. It's it's maybe they weren't intentionally trying to do it, and maybe you know we're reading more into it because we have a wider breadth of knowledge and we understand how these type of things can do more harm than good if done wrong. Um, but I think that that's this is the attempt here on a subconscious level where people may not even like the people that created the posters or they were a part of the project may not have known that they were trying like their attempts to expand masculinity and identify masculinity as not this singular thing um, were, you know, on some level causing more harm than good. I guess that's the best way I can put it. Um, and I think that as we will talk about like the red pill and other things, um, you know, there are people that are there intentionally. There are people that are out here intentionally trying to destroy the fabric of what it means to be masculine. Um, and then you have people unintending, you know, consequences of what they're doing, tearing down masculinity. I think that's where we have to be careful as a society because there are people that are actually trying to undermine it. And if we participate in this unwilling or unwittingly, um, right. we can do harm as well. You follow me on that? Like, I, I, Yes, absolutely. And, and I think, I think, for me, where this hits home is like, man, yeah, this is one of those things where because there are people intentionally out here disseminating information that is false, as you just mentioned, we have to be very, 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 very careful in continuing in a trend and not really knowing um, the source of this. Um, I don't know, I guess the trend. Does that make sense? I'm trying to make sure oh, I'm yeah. saying this you know, correctly or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yes. I mean, messaging is really important right. and we don't really understand, I mean, I think the general public doesn't understand that this sort of messaging has some, you know, with, with the intent of having some positive effect on the identity of men to say that, okay, all, all men, all variations of men are okay. Mm -hmm. And, you know, let's love one another. Let's accept one another. Let's allow each other to be our best selves. Mm -hmm. How, however we want to express ourselves, however we want to be, that's fine. Right. Mm -hmm. But what the messaging really says underneath it, all of that mm -hmm. is that being a male is somehow uh, a disease, a problem. Mm -hmm. And uh, and and they get into this toxic masculinity vocabulary, which is actually a fad that came in in the 80s when it came to toxic parenting mm -hmm. and codependency movement. And um and they use this, uh, this toxic, anytime they want to explain male behavior, they want to throw in this word toxic masculinity. Mm -hmm. And immediately what they want to do is then they cause confusion for these, uh, for especially young men, because young men, obviously I'm, I'm an older male. I've gone through a, a generation that didn't have this sort of thinking. 
Um, so I'm, uh, you know, and, and you're an older male, but we're talking about young men in their teens, you know, even down to kindergarten, all the way up through college, getting this sort of, uh, imagery and also the, the sort of message that, you know, if you're a male, then you're toxic. And so it creates confusion about being a male and it fosters negative stereotypes about men and about uh, being male and maleness. Mm-hmm. And then it creates stigmas of shame, which get um, put out into the public. And yes, there are good examples of, you know, what I want to talk about is unhealthy versus healthy um, male traits and male behavior. Um, but it gets put out in public with this, this these stigmas of shame. And it assumes, and we can see it in media, mm-hmm. assumes that men are violent aggressive predators, you know, uh, they do more harm than good. Mm -hmm. And it's this message that being man, being a man is a problem. And, and I think, I think that it does a lot of harm, especially because we see young guys coming into our offices Mm -hmm. and they're confused about their identity Mm -hmm. and identity is like the rudder of a ship. I use, I often say to guys, you can have this million dollar yacht floating on the ocean but if it doesn't have a rudder, it's not going to go anywhere. And a lot of these guys come in and they have, you know, good lives. You know, parents provided everything, but essentially they were confused about their identity. Mm-hmm. And 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 we have to go to the most mm-hmm. basic identity here. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what's so brilliant about what you just said? I think because we live in a culture now where everyone wants to like fight for uh, their place in the world, which is not a bad thing. But what happens is. Nowadays, the conversation with maleness and identity is so far wrapped up in sexual identity right. that we we don't get to have a a level playing field of male images, right? And what right. male identity looks like. That, like to me, like I'm getting shivers up my spine because I'm thinking, like, yes, like when I look at this this poster campaign and what they're trying to do, most of these posters here are dealing with, hey. I am a man, but I'm queer or I'm uh, transgendered or I have sexual fluidity, like all these different things. And and so what happens is if that's the only point of these posters, when you really were trying to address sexual violence, when you were talking about toxic relationships, like the two things don't match. Your goal in your campaign has one particular message that you're trying to address, but what you're actually putting before people is something totally different. Your posters are addressing sexual identity issues, right? But your campaign was supposed to be addressing violence. It was supposed to be addressing like toxic relationships. It was supposed to be addressing um, taking responsibility for your actions. So how do you go from having a message of taking responsibility of your actions to now having posters that say, hey, uh, the things that you do as men or what you've been taught to do as men is wrong. And let's expand the idea of what it means to be a man. Do you, do you follow me on that? Yeah. Yes. It's total confusion. Right. Look, I, I'm going to tell, um, maybe our audience doesn't know this, but I work with gang members for 20 fucking years. Right. Okay. Right. In New York city. All right. I used to do, um, I used to actually create, uh, um, posters, mm-hmm. uh, regarding gang violence and gang prevention. Mm -hmm. I never had to call into question masculinity as the problem. Mm. Oh, because you guys are boys, Mm -hmm. um, you're, that's, that's a disease and that's why you're gangsters. Right. No, um, aggression and violence is not inherent in masculinity or femininity. Mm -hmm. So the whole idea that, um, when, when they put up these posters that equate, you know, um, the, you know, for example, uh, sexual violence mm-hmm. or aggression, mm-hmm. and they're trying to, you know, prevent these things. So their idea is to confuse the issue and say, well, <laughs> you know, it's okay. Um, you can be a little less feminine because that'll make you a little bit sweeter and a little bit nicer. So you won't then become so violent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I, I like my dog analogy. Let me, let me just explain my my dog analogy, yeah. if you don't mind. Feel okay. Free. Cause I have, I have, I have little dogs. So a lot of <laughs> a little guys, you know, uh, guys would probably say, well, what's wrong with you? You have little dogs, but right, I don't right. care about that. I have little dogs and right. my little dogs are pretty, um, vicious. Uh-huh. Uh, but you know, when you talk about dogs, what's it mean to be a dog? Right. I think mm-hmm. if we can 
kind of just think about dogs for a moment, we can kind of understand and get out of the the heat of the moment of of you know masculinity versus femininity. But you know, the essence of a dog, right? Well, you know, there are small dogs and big dogs, right? There are breeds of dogs. You have German Shepherds, Dachshunds, mm-hmm. uh, Chihuahuas, um, Shih Tzus. Mm-hmm. That's, I think that's what they're called. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have functional dogs, you know, dogs that are, you know, guard dogs, you know, big guard dogs, you know, um, dogs that are seeing eye dogs, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and uh, what other dogs? Oh, and therapy dogs. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I've even signed out, signed up a few dogs and got their little jackets that said, you know, I'm a, I'm an emotional companion and, 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 and those are great too. So, um, and so, you know, all those things are, um, how we would describe a dog, but the essence of, of all dogs is that they're, they got the same DNA. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Got the same essence, the biology, you look at them, um, you know, it's a dog. Yeah. And, And, so all of a sudden now people want to breed out aggression in dogs. Mm-hmm. Well, are you saying that aggression is part of um, being a dog because um, just because they eat meat, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, you know, they're canines mm-hmm. and they have teeth um, or is it, is it how the dog was raised? Mm-hmm. Is it how the dog was treated? Is it how the dog was, you know, hurt perhaps mm-hmm. um, abused, you know, Aggression, violence, all those things come from how the the dog was treated, how it was raised, how it was trained. Mm-hmm. But the essence of a dog doesn't necessarily mean that um, um, you know that it's aggressive. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, lots of dogs that are, uh, you know their essence is not aggression. Right. Okay. So, you know, when we look at men and we understand that the essence of maleness and the essence of being a male um, is not violence. It's not aggression. It, it can be, and, and this is where I want to shift the topic often and, and talk about male positive discussions mm-hmm. because the majority of men do good in the world. Every morning they wake up, they go out, they face the day, they want to uh, contribute to the world. The majority of men mm-hmm. do good in the world. Um, they're full of energy. Uh, they have, they create, um, they're very creative. If you think about men in many ways, uh, you can see where they're creative. They're, they can be very loving. They can be very tender. That, that does not take, um, uh, away their masculinity. Okay. Um, so in re- in reality, um, to say that men are violent, to say that men are aggressive, to say that men are sexual predators, mm-hmm. um, you know, it has become a sort of a um, permission to abuse men in public. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it fosters abuse of men in socially acceptable ways. Mm. So, using masculinity as a way to say that, well, these guys are, you know, um, you know, they're sick because they're men. Um, when you use words like mansplaining or man up, mm-hmm. uh, or men only want one thing. Mm. Uh, yeah. You know that the, these are these have become abusive terms. Um, if you if we if I said this to you or if I said this to someone, um, you know, we would identify it as I, I'm being abusive towards you, mm-hmm. or I'm being abusive towards. But when it's done in public, no one gets no one is held accountable. Yeah, and really what we're doing is we're wounding these young men with these posters mm-hmm. and with this idea that masculinity is somehow a pathology. Right. We're wounding them. And that's why they're coming into our offices and they're confused about their identity because no boy wants to think he's a predator. Right. Okay? Or he's bad. Yep. No, especially because we understand that in essence, the maleness is a positive force in the world, just as, uh, femaleness is. Mm-hmm. And, um, when we get into the talk of masculinity, you know, that's, that, that is where they want to blur the lines and, um, obliterate a, and, um, the distinction between male and female. They want to say there's no real male and female, but we understand that, you know, there is male and female, <laughs> right? Okay. Um, these are, these are sexual identities. Okay. You know, um, and I, I get it. I think, you know, we have to recognize people, 
um, who transition between male and female. We can accept that. Mm -hmm. But essentially, people are born male or female. There are, um, um, now I'm going to forget the word, um, asexual uh, people that can be born. Mm -hmm. but, but Oh, uh, when you have both parts? Like yeah. male and female? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. The term I just lost. You just made of. me forget it when you said asexual. I was like, "Oh, what is that again?" Uh, hermaphrodite. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. yes okay. There you go. So, so, but we have to understand that there are these um, biologically there are these internal archetypes, um, you know, internal maps, mm -hmm. and um, you know, we we then of course gravitate towards things. Um, based on our biology. Mm -hmm. um, and that's not, there's there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. There's nothing inherently wrong with that. So if we if we try to understand that what these posters are doing, uh, you know, to create confusion around being male, mm -hmm. um, they're trying to obliterate the, the distinction between male and female. Right. And it's a psychological catastrophe. Right, right, right. right? Okay. And, and these are the most basic cognitive axioms upon uh, which our entire cognitive structure forms. And so um, if we, you know, especially because when you look at these posters, these are men, young men and they're maybe they're like maybe 18, 19, 20, 21 yeah. years old, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So college they've age. already, right, they're college age. So they've already gone through their own process of puberty and, you know, adolescence and growing up. And now they're com coming into school and, you know, they're feeling one way, but all of a sudden they're hit with these posters who say, well, you know, uh, you really need to call into question everything you've ever experienced as a male. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Being male yeah. because it's toxic. Yeah. It's bad. It's yeah. aggressive. And, and I just, uh, you know, I just, uh, unfortunately, I'm just so sad about this because yeah. I think it does so much harm, um, more than any good that it can try to do. It yeah. creates more harm because it just creates confusion. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. I, I had to let that out. No, you're good. I, well, uh, what I want to do is jump into um, ideas of, you know, maybe we can just drop a few role models or images we've seen in pop culture and or um, like real people in real life and then jump into a conversation about like traits and what, you know, a healthy uh, man, you know, healthy traits of a man looks like. But I, I was thinking as as you were talking, and I'm 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 putting all these pieces together, right? Right now I'm like one of those movies where you have the bad guys and you have all the strings, and they're all connecting from like the mob boss to the low level criminal, and you're trying to figure out who is who. Um, right. I'm looking at the website, so the University of Texas at Austin, the Counseling and Mental Health Center website. The particular page where they talk about the posters and what they were trying to do was the Voices Against Violence, right? And then you have these posters, and I'm looking at the images. You have somebody that, you know, masculinity, I'm not defined by that, my my, my, my gender, and, you know, a, a guy that's, you know, wearing makeup and nail polish and all these different things. And I'm like, I wonder if there's an issue on this campus where men who identify as transgender or gay or queer or whatever are being uh, – uh, violence is perpetrated upon them or if there's a, like a, a a lot of sexual assaults happening and so i'm thinking maybe they were trying to combat the idea that guys are going around assaulting uh men because they deem them as less manly or less masculine or whatever and then guys are going around raping women and so in order to combat this they came up with this campaign to kind of expand the idea of like hey guys when you see this guy on campus and he's wearing nail polish he's a man too so don't mm -hmm. beat him up you know hey when you see a guy on campus wearing a dress he's a man too so don't beat him up hey guys when you're at a party and there's girls don't take advantage of them don't rape them you understand what I'm going where I'm saying Right. And yes. I, I, again, this is just me. And maybe this wasn't the idea at all. But I'm thinking like, man, like in order to go to these extreme measures to draw out ideas of what masculinity is in order to, you know, to kind of expand the idea of what masculinity is. Maybe this was their attempt to saying that these are men, too, and they need to be cherished and loved and respected. And yes. if that's what their goal was, they could have went about it a different way. You know right. what I mean? Like they, you don't have to tear down the fabric and the idea of what masculinity is in order to build up the idea of, hey, these are men, too. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I, I 100 percent agree with that. You know, to your point, you know, we can teach young men how to treat others with respect 
and how to understand that um, gay men or straight men or bi men or men in dresses and or you know kilts, um, right, right, uh, right, you know, or, or armor, mm-hmm. um, you know, we we all can be our best selves and that's okay. Yeah, and we can teach that without condemning masculinity as the problem or, oh, you're aggressive and you're violent and you're a rapist. Right. We don't have to d- degenerate it into some sort of disease. Mm-hmm. Um, we can teach love and we can teach compassion and we can uh, teach acceptance and, um, and, and across the spectrum and allow men under, young men to understand, hey, it's not cool to bully someone it's not cool to pick on someone or to say that this person isn't um, just as much of a man or a boy as mm-hmm. you are. Mm-hmm. Man, that's like I don't I don't know if you even feel the weight of that, but I'm really feeling the weight of that just in the sense of like this is a, a home problem. This is a societal problem. This is a TV problem. This is a a book problem. Like we don't have these conversations at home enough um, so that guys understand this. So that by the time they get to college or when they see us in therapy, they're not so broken. Right. If you have these conversations at home, like, hey, son, like, yo, like this, this guy that is getting picked on at school or what's, you know, or just asking questions like, hey, what's going on at school? Hey, what's going on on your team? Hey, what's going on on, you know, in, 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 in the classroom. And when you can identify these guys that are, and maybe it's the, the, it falls onto like the school counselors or, you know, as well as the parents at home, but really digging into the idea of like when somebody's getting bullied or, you know, we're thinking about these school shootings, like when something's happening to somebody, like what's going on with them? And is it a masculine thing? Are they being bullied because of their uh, orientation? Are they being bullied because, you know, the guy would rather bake cakes than play play football? You know what I mean? Like what's going on? And I think if we tackle this as a culture, as as families, as as people, and we're more intentional about making sure that um, not necessarily like everything is accepted, like I'm not that guy, but just making sure that we have a strong identity of what it means to be masculine so that when somebody doesn't meet the idea of what people say is masculine, it doesn't become something where someone has to get bullied or beat up or pressured into being something different. Is that, does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. And And it does begin at home. I think that, you know, you're right about that, but also at school and, you know, in, in, in the world of academia, um, what I'm afraid of is that on one hand, they're trying to, help young men understand that it's okay to be whoever you want to be and be the best person that you can be. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, they're giving them a mixed message. And the mixed message is that being a man is, um, toxic. Right. Okay. And, 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 you know, and then, and of course, you know, they don't filter that and they don't really come at it as a male positive from a male positive perspective. They, they come at it as, Again, masculopathy, which mm-hmm. is this this disease of maleness. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh man. Okay. I hope that I articulated that well. It was it was a fresh yes. thought that came to me, and That's I was good. got excited about it. But I think the summation is: Hey, toxic masculinity is a toxic term. <laughs> masculopathy is a toxic term. We need to do a better job as communities, as 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 fathers, as uncles, as as big brothers, of raising men who are understanding of what masculinity looks like and the totality of masculinity. And yes, it is in a singular thing, uh, in a sense of it can be expressed in different ways. Um, right. Is that, is that the right way yeah, to say it? Right. Masculinity yes. can uh-huh. be expressed in different ways. Um, and yes, we have a responsibility not to perpetrate violence against people that, exp- that display masculinity in ways that are different from you. Um, and that's a cultural thing. It's a social thing. It's a home thing. So let's transition with the 10 or 15 minutes we have. So, uh, left or so in talking about healthy traits, like give me some ideas on what you feel are healthy traits of men and you can, you know, express masculinity in a way that doesn't have to be, uh, uh, toxic quote unquote. Okay. So, you know, coming from, um, Carl Jung, the works of Carl Jung, I really, um, want our listeners and guys to understand that we can, you know, Carl Jung was very good at describing the internal world of, of um, men and women, mm-hmm. humans in general, right? And that there's, um, if, if you remember, you know, the sort of the yin-yang kind of symbol of the, mm-hmm. of the um, black and white um, symbol, yes. um, it's, to, it, it's all about balance. And so um, in, in essence, being a male or being female, um, um, Carl Jung really believed that 
there was a balance and he called this anima and animus and I don't want to get too technical. Gotcha. Um, but, um, you know, so, you know, in, in every female, there's, a, um, a, a little bit of male balance mm-hmm. energy and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, archetypes, let's just call it energy for right now to make it, uh, simplified. Right. So, so, you know, if you have female, uh, a woman who is perhaps, um, uh, uh, too submissive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she needs to be balanced in her own uh, maleness to be able to say no mm-hmm. and to set boundaries. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you have a, a male who is um, in his own nature because of where he's come from, uh, hyper masculine, because, you know, he, he, let's say he got all these images and he tried to copy everybody's um, masculinity mm-hmm. instead of having his own and being authentic, well, then he may need to balance it out with some level of female energy, which, you know, um, can be, you know, construed as compassion or loving or caring or tender, whatever, whatever that is. And, you know, so Carl Jung understood that this was, uh, a part of being a balanced, healthy male. Well, you know, a lot of, uh, people fight, um, push against the traditional patriarchy or that sort of system. And in reality, Carl Jung, saw this as boy psychology, the uninitiated boy. And so, um, and so when we talk about healthy male traits, we're talking about the initiated man. Well, what's that mean? It means the maturing and growing up of the male through life experiences, through, um, the investment of the community, the investment of other males into this young man's life. And, um, the teaching, the learning, the training, the growing that happens in young men when they're given a good set of circumstances that, that allows them to explore their maleness, to explore who they are on all different levels, psychologically, physically, emotionally, um, intellectually, all these different levels. And so, um, and so the, the initiated male uh, has the healthy traits of being integrated. Well, what's integrated? Okay. Um, as we grow up, we get, uh, hurt, we get wounded and there are a lot of wounded male men out there. That's, that's where I have a contention with a lot of this mascopathy stuff because maleness itself is not a problem. It's, <laughs> right. Okay. It's what happens to the male that, you know, how he's been wounded. Mm-hmm. If I, if I poke you with a fork, <laughs> stab you with a fork, yeah. you're going to be hurt. You right, know, right. that doesn't mean essentially as a man, you know, you got a problem. You're a problem now. Right. It's got, you got a fucking fork wound. Okay. <laughs> and we got to take care of it. Right. 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 And so, so healing that. So, you know, this all gets done in, in Carl Jung really understood this as we push shame, rejection, um, uh, into a deeper part of our uh, unconscious and it becomes its own persona. And we call that the shadow. It's not evil. It's mm-hmm. hurt. Mm-hmm. It's, pain. it's shame. Right. Yeah. And so we push away with, um, all those, you know, we push away all those negative feelings into this shadow and this shadow comes out and says, well, I feel like I feel inadequate. I feel less than, yeah. well, I'm going to become hyper male because I feel less than, a, you know, a male mm-hmm. because maybe guys didn't treat me well or people didn't accept me. Yeah. Right. So, and so this is where the split comes in into play. And this is where, um, the, the, the unhealthy traits come out and the unhealthiness. So what's boy psychology look like first? Okay. So it's uninitiated. The, it's in shadow. So it's very destructive. It, it's very immature. Um, it's lost, it's confused, it's angry, there is shame, and usually the shame leads to aggression because men don't know how to handle the shame, the internalized shame. Um, and then, of course, uh, it, it may come out as preventing others from allowing them to be comfortable with themselves. So this is where you know the, the posters are trying to make sense. Uh-huh. Um, so you know that is boy psychology. And I would rather use this concept than the, the, the word toxic because toxic is just a general, let me just throw this at you and see what sticks. Right. Okay. And it's totally um, abuse. So when people use the word toxic, if you're a toxic male, if I call you a toxic male, I'm abusing you. Mm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I want this to be clearly understood. I'm abusing you. If I'm using mascopathy, man up, 
you know, be a man. I'm abusing you, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Because I am um, saying that your essence is not good enough. Mm-hmm. And in in you know that is just not the case. Being male is good enough. Right. So what do we do to be healthy? We have the integrated male. So we take that the shadow parts that were wounded and we we try to re- rework them back into our um, our self identity by first of all understanding and, and we talk about the hero's journey going into the the cave and looking at ourselves and looking at our hurts looking at our wounds looking at our shame and not shaming it more and not judging it more but to accept those parts as wounded and accept those parts that need love and start treating ourselves better try, really start treating ourselves with the kind of love that we want to treat others with right yeah no mm-hmm. and then and then of course those parts begin to get integrated. So let's say I'm going to use some um, how integration might look. Mm-hmm. Let's say I have some sort of um, sexual problem, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I have some skewed idea of, of sexuality or some skewed idea of, of you know, let's say I'm, I have angry sex. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, how do I integrate that? Well, I, I'm going to recognize where did that come from? Okay. Well, I got um, I got hurt as a kid, or maybe I got sexually abused, or maybe I was told I wasn't man enough, mm-hmm. and so now I got to prove it. So I'm going to be a, a you know out there in the, in the world of sex, and I'm going to you know have this sort of thing, and and so what do I do, need to do? I need to understand that that's coming from pain, that's mm-hmm. coming from hurt. Mm-hmm. Well, what what do I want to do with this to integrate it back into who I am to make it to make me healthier? I might want to write a song about it. I might want to rap about it. I might want, want to do graffiti um, legally. Um, right. <laughs> I, you know, I might want to do some artwork, mm-hmm. right? I might want to use my hands and build something and, and channel that energy into something positive and healthy and, and allows me to express those hurts, but in a way that I can connect to that doesn't cause more destruction and more hurt. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's what integration begins to look like. Mm-hmm. And, and an integrated male then starts to seek a balance and in his life. And he's not extreme on any on he doesn't need to be extreme on any level. Um, sure, we have to have passion. I think men need passion and they need purpose and they need direction. Um, and so I really believe that um, you know, that comes through, you know, understanding ourselves and, and this internal world and external world. You know, my internal world is I want to do good so you know, I want to um, be loving. I want to be caring inside, and I'm going to love and care for my my own wounded self. But I also can share that love with others and help others with that same wound, right? Yeah. So it, it's the gold in the wound, as we've talked about in the hero's journey. And then we we want to become more authentic with ourselves. Be real. Mm-hmm. Just be real with ourselves. You know, mm-hmm. I don't always have to be you know the toughest guy in the room. I can be you know, vulnerable and I, and vulnerability is a great strength, by the way. Right. Um, you know, and so I, I can just be honest about who I am and, and, and be real. And especially I, you know, I want to start with people I can trust obviously, but I want to be more real with myself in the world. And then I can have integrity. Most of all, I think, um, the, the essence of being a healthy male is having integrity. It's like knowing to do good and right when people aren't looking, mm-hmm. you know, not yeah. for attention, at, at essence, I'm going to do what's right and what's healthy. So, um, you know, those are the sorts of things that I think, um, uh, make a healthy male. Yeah, no, that, I mean, don't, don't, you got to drop the mic after you do that, man. You can't just give us that soliloquy and just be like, ah, you know, just my humble, uh, my humble, uh, addition to this conversation. No, that was amazing, man. Like these are the things that need to be like, we think about education. This is a random rant. You think about education. You think about public schools. You think about the things that happen. These are the type of conversations that need to be had in the classroom, right? These right. are the subjects we need to study. These are the things we need to be taught in school, as well as still having PE, as still as woodworking, as still as craftsmanship and and English and math and science. But we don't have enough of these conversations, man. And I don't know why this isn't happening. And I don't know why. Uh, this isn't a thing that's part of our education system, but man, we have so many broken men that started off as wounded boys 
um, that then their issues never got addressed. But because of what you're saying, it gets covered up as man up, do better, uh, pick yourself up by your bootstraps and quit crying. You know, all these different images and ideas that we have of what it means to be an American, what it means to be a man, what it means to be self-sufficient and blah, 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 blah. And it just creates more hurt and wounded and broken people. Yes, absolutely. And Absolutely. In, and until we start to understand things from what they are and stop confusing issues and, and really cu- call out people that are promoting propaganda, uh, that are pushing agendas, that have other things up their sleeve that they're not really trying to tell us, uh, we're going to continue to be in this place or, or, or go further down this spiral or this, this rabbit hole that we find ourselves in when it comes to addressing masculinity and what it really looks like to be men. You know, I I hate to say this, but I would encourage guys to avoid any gender studies programs in college um, unless you're going to be a psychologist or, or, you know, you just really have to have this class. Um, I would uh, encourage men to avoid uh, masculinity studies um, because that's coming from the, you know, the the whole word masculinities is implication that um, you know, it's a, all of a, you know, it's like split personality. I mean, multiple personality disorder in my, in my book, because again, it's going down to the essence of the dog. You know, we can have all the breeds of the dogs, but their essence is a dog, right? It's a dog. It's a, it's a dog. Yep. And, you know? the, and the, I think the bigger thing that people may miss and what you're saying is that training <laughs> is what makes dogs aggressive you know what i'm saying like or or whatever the trait is that somebody's afraid of in a dog or or don't like or whatever the case may be yeah there are some breeds that have more traits of something than others just like there are some men that prefer to be rough and tumble and some men that prefer to be poets and lovers you know what i mean there's 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 all kind of different variations right but it's how we raise a dog it's how we raise a boy it's how we raise a man it's how we raise a woman like it's how we raise people Right. Yes. It's 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 how the community and it's how the tribe puts into our children is, is part of the nature and nurture conversation. You know what I'm saying? And masculinity is a both and it's nature and nurture. Like there's some things that are intrinsic in all men. Right. And then there's some things that are kind of developed. And then there's some things that are kind of uh, formed um, based on the, you know, the I guess the. Uh, the personality type or the core essence of, of men. And that's what I try to do oftentimes um, with a lot of the guys that come see me. Well, all the guys, I, I, I make them take a personality test. I think I'm going to start getting into the Enneagram at some point in time. But right now I kind of just go with the Myers-Briggs, the ENFJ, the ENTP, right. you know, that type of stuff. And really try to help them understand who they are uh, as, as a core person and how their experiences in life have kind of combined with their core personality to develop them into the way that they are right now. Um, and from there, you can kind of assess, all right, where do we need to make some some changes? What what things do we need to aggressively attack? What things do we need to uh, kind of promote more that are already within you so that you become more healthy and you reach self-actualization, if that makes sense? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I, I like it. I mean, you know, men have to understand that, um, you know, there's not a one size fits all. Mm-hmm. And so it's OK, you know, to really explore who, who you are on the inside out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just understand that, okay, we can accept all kinds of men right. and that's fine. Yeah. We don't have to, you know, as, as you alluded to before, I've always said, you know, we don't have to put down our daughter or our sons in order to raise our daughters. Right. We, we don't have to shame boys. We don't have to make them feel less than or not good enough. And especially in the world of academia where uh, I saw for years, and this is, was my big pet peeve, was that, you know, because the boy fidgeted in his chair or he, you know, looked out the window too many times and wasn't facing forward and looking at the blackboard all the time, right. that the teacher, most likely, unfortunately, female teachers, because we, we have more female teachers than male teachers in this country, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, would get upset, you know, be, uh, be impatient with this young, these young males and then put them outside and disenfranchise them from education, make them feel like they weren't welcome in school. Mm -hmm. And that's why we have a real problem Mm -hmm. in this country with young males who don't want to go to school anymore, who don't want to, you know, get some skills Mm -hmm. and feel insecure about themselves because they were made to feel somehow flawed or bad or not good enough because the teacher didn't have uh, the patience right. to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, yep. We're, we're, we're going to wrap up guys. Um, but I definitely wanted to help 
bring just one thing. If if you haven't understood this, what we're talking about is confusion about being male. We're not talking about uh, identity confusion. We're not talking about like gender trans tra- transgender gender fluidity. Those are different subjects for a different day. And I think that's where the University of Texas at Austin kind of got lost in the sauce. What we're talking mm-hmm. about is men. We have to understand that men are confused about what it means to be a man. And that is sometimes an intentional design. It's sometimes an unintentional design. But the problem is we have to do a better job at raising men. When, well, again, whether you're a father, whether you're an uncle, whether you're a brother, whether you're a cousin, whether you're just a mentor, um, we have to help boys understand. And even men that we know, young men, teenagers, whatever, there's, it's an ongoing process. It's not just like one-time thing. We have to continue to pour into guys and help them understand that that there is a way in which Men are kind of portrayed in pop culture, in music, in movies, in television, and sometimes it's even self-perpetuation because we don't know any better, and that we don't have to be this negative stereotype. You can cook, you can bake, you can fight, you can well professionally, not just you know in the streets, just right, because you right. want to. Uh, you can there, there's, there's, there's again, there's different ways in which we express our masculinity, and if people are continuing to give you messages that you being a man is a problem, that you having masculine characteristics is a problem, you need to stop that person, or that person doesn't need to be someone that's influencing you. They don't need right. to be pouring into your life because they're doing more harm than good and creating confusion for you. Absolutely. It's abuse. It is abuse. I like that word when you said it. Yes, it's abusive. It's abusive. So quickly before we leave, can you give us some uh, some good book recommendations that you would have? Yes. Thank you for asking because mm-hmm. I, I love books and, you know, it's helpful for guys to get a good foundation. There's a great book out there. I, I give this book to all the guys um, who come to see me. I recommend this book. It's called To Be a Man. Mm-hmm. And it's by um, Dr. Robert uh, Masters, uh, Ph.D. Uh, It's a good foundational book. I would encourage guys to get it. I know I'm going to probably cause a shortage in it because (laughs) I actually love this book and I bought several copies already. Mm -hmm. Uh, But guys, uh, use this as as a good foundation. There's also another one out there. It's called King, Warrior, Magician, Lover. It is a basic for every guy, I think. Um, it might be a little clinical, but I, I think most guys tell me that it makes sense and it's very uh, easy to understand. Mm-hmm. And it really de- uh, delineates the difference between boy psychology, you know, which is which is the unhealthy, immature, uninitiated uh, man. So, you know, you and I've talked about um, boys and men's bodies, mm-hmm. right? So um, it, it it delineates that between, you know, the boy psychology and then the healthy male psychology. Mm-hmm. So King, Warrior, Magician, Lover, that's by Moore and Gillette. And then um, if you really want to get into some deeper stuff, you can you can um, read uh, Aspects of the, of the Masculine. That was done by C.G. Jung, Carl Jung. Um, and, uh, uh, but that's pretty clinical. So, you know, I, I wouldn't recommend that. There's another book called Iron John, and it's written by Robert Bly. And if you're a guy who can really work with allegory and metaphor, um, uh, Iron John um, and Robert Bly are really good. Uh, he he uh, was the leader of the uh, Minnesota Men's Conference, in the, um, uh, and, and it's still going on in Minnesota every year. They have um, camps or uh, uh, conferences twice a year. So um, Iron John by Robert Bly is really good, too. All right. Do you, ha- do you have any books at all? No, nah, those anything? are good. Those are good. Okay, good. Those are all really right, good. great. I, good. My books would be a bunch of comic books and stuff, so I'll, I'll, keep, it, <laughs> I'll keep it more academic. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. So, guys, I just hope you understand that, you know, we, want, we just want you to be the best person you can be. Yep. And um, and don't call into question your manhood. You're yeah. at the essence of who you are. Mm-hmm. You don't need to do that. And don't let anybody abuse you with all these toxic words. Yes. And you don't have to become more feminine in order to become more male. Um, there, may, there may be some traits that may be perceived as feminine, like loving and kind and compassionate right. and caring, which is so far from the truth. Um, but we don't have to be a bunch of, uh, Neanderthals going around clubbing each other and dragging women back to our caves in order to prove our masculinity. That's not it. Right. That's way outdated, like by a 
couple million. <laughs> a millennial. <laughs> All right. Oh man, that's a new 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 twist on the phrase millennial. Um, okay. But yes, man, we 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 appreciate you all for tuning in. Uh, rate us, like us, give us five stars. We're on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. We're everywhere you can find us. Uh, we have a YouTube page. We're doing it, man. We're just trying to make sure that guys are out here uh, living a healthy life. Um, and please, we ask that you share this with a friend, even with somebody you think that you know feels like they don't need to hear about good men's psychology and this is for everybody um you know we, we love the kids we love adults we love adolescents we just want everybody to grow um and we appreciate your time any last words good doctor yes please um share us with everyone that you can and by the way maybe you need to share this with your um uh, parents uh, oh, yeah. or you know your loved ones um just so that they understand you know Hey, there's a balanced way of looking at what it means to be a man. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that, you know, we need to come from a more male positive perspective when we deal with all the issues that we see in the world today. For sure, for sure. And if you're in the Atlanta area, please feel free to come see us for life coaching, for therapy, for counseling, for all those good things. We are here. Uh, please, 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 please don't hesitate to schedule an appointment with us. Well, I am John Parker. And I'm Dr. Daniel David. And this has been Of Myths and Men. Thank you for listening to a Myths and Men podcast. If you or someone you know may be in need of therapeutic or counseling services or even life coaching, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Our contact phone number is 770-674-0553. You can also reach us via email at contact at ofmythsandmen.com. That's contact at O-F-M-Y-T-H-S-A-N-D-M-E-N.com. Our web address is ofmythsandmen.com, and again, that's spelled O-F-M-Y-T-H-S-A-N-D-M-E-N.com. Thank you for listening.